Today's episode of Let's Talk is sponsored by Reform Theological Seminary's online learning program, RTS Global. Stick around to learn more. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network, where we seek to apply biblical wisdom to everyday life. My name is Jackie Hill Perry, and I am here with my friends, Jasmine Holmes and Melissa Kruger. Today, we are talking about Jasmine's favorite topic ever. She is excited. You you don't even see her over here. She has confetti in her hand. She got balloons. She's texting her husband saying, oh my goodness, I'm just so grateful that we're talking about this topic, which is spiritual gifts. How do you feel about this topic, Jasmine? Let us know. I just... I've never thought about it. I'm going to be really honest with you. She I says she doesn't have any. Just, I'm like, whenever anybody talks about spiritual gifts, I'm like, I don't have one of those. <laughs> it's like the poor child on Christmas who didn't have any presents. And I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think about it. I just don't think about it. And it's maybe a downfall of my upbringing where I grew up in a very like reformed Baptist context where we only talked about spiritual gifts to talk about cessationism Mm -hmm. um and so it just wasn't like a normal conversation that i had in church growing up and whenever people are like people talk they'll sit around and talk about spiritual gifts there's even like tests you can take Mm -hmm. yes i've never taken the test but everybody's like yeah you know we should have had you take a test before we started like the spiritual strength the strength finder and i'm like i don't have (laughs) we're doing it before the day is over We'll figure it out, huh? You'll have prophecy as yours. I'm convinced I don't have one, which is bad news. What do you think about this conversation, Melissa, when you hear about spiritual gifts? So I think there's a lot of mystery when we talk about spiritual gifts, in some sense, even practically. Like, Mm -hmm. are these um, natural genetic proclivities Mm -hmm. or are they it seems to be different to me like when i look in scripture it seems to be something that only the holy spirit can do in us Mm -hmm. and somehow does it differently precisely because we're christian it's almost like the stamp of our adoption Mm -hmm. that the lord through his spirit works in each of us in diverse ways same spirit Mm -hmm. diverse manifestations Mm -hmm. of that spirit and it's a real mystery but but it's it's not so that, you know, I do think it's clear. It's not so my name will be praised or your name will be praised, mm-hmm. but so that God's name will be praised. Yeah. And I think that's where sometimes I think we do the tests and the mm-hmm. inventories so I can know, well, this is how I'm special. Mm-hmm. This is why I matter. Whereas I think spiritual gifts and even the notion of them says you matter. Yeah. You're part of the family. The body cannot work without you. Yeah. I mean, if my body doesn't have my pinky toe, I'm not going to walk as well. Yeah. You know, and so I'm I think spiritual gifts the purpose of even even talking to them is about them is we all matter in the yeah. body. It's not going to work without us. So yeah. deeply needed and yet small part. Yeah, I I think it's a it's a conversation no one should be afraid of. Uh because it's a helpful it's helpful to know if and how you have spiritual gifts so that you know how to best serve the church. You know, this is ultimately, I think, what all spiritual gifts were given to us for mm-hmm. is to equip the mm-hmm. body for the work of ministry. Um, and so don't be afraid, people. Uh, but for some context, uh, one passage, uh, there are a few, but one passage 
that uh, identifies gifts is Second Corinthians 12, uh, starting at verse 7. I'll read it for the saints. It says, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Somebody say for the common good. For to one <laughs> is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom, and to another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another, the working of miracles, ooh, to another prophecy, oh, to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits, ooh, to another, various kinds of tongues, oh, to another, the interpretation of tongues. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So a lot was said there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. A lot of things were thrown out. I think some of these gifts are easily welcomed um, in the church. Others are, they have a lot of, you know, controversy surrounding mm-hmm. them and if they still exist and how they function, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, yes, yeah, some of what was mentioned was teaching, mercy. Uh, in other passages, there is hospitality, healing, wisdom, faith, prophecy, administration, tongues. Um, out of those, Jasmine, you say you don't think you have. <laughs> I don't have any of those. If you had to guess, in what ways <laughs> has God used you or empower, like, in what way do you feel empowered to serve the church uh, that might not be natural to other people. Oh, speaking in tongues for sure. Okay, got it. How's how's that, how's that been working for you? <laughs> I've never done it before. Okay, but it's coming. Um, what is it listed? Teaching, mercy, hospitality, healing, wisdom, faith, prophecy, administration, tongues. Um, teaching. How do you know? But see, but that's hard to say because I don't really when I'm at church. And maybe this is a conversation worth having. I think about spiritual gifts as something for people in leadership. Mm. I don't think about spiritual gifts as something for people in the pews. That's interesting. And I'm a pew person at church. I'm not in leadership at church. I don't want to be in leadership at church. Um, I am very happy with my pew person Mm -hmm. status. And so maybe I just, I, whenever I've thought about spiritual gifts, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's the cream that rises to the top. Like the Mm. people at the forefront, like, Obviously, Jackie's spiritual gift is like prophecy and discernment. That's oh, just, Lord. that's that's how I feel. But then like with, but, and you do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's more clear to me, I think. What about you, Melissa? That's a good question. I, I do, I do have this notion, and maybe I'm wrong, that spiritual gifts can develop in our lives. That, I mean, I think we have things that we're, the Lord does through us. But I also think of the parable of the talents, Mm. you know, the one person who is given five and Mm -hmm. comes back and gets five more. And then he's like giving the other one who just buried his, he's giving him more. And so I do think there's some sense, sometimes by doing ministry, Mm. the Lord uncovers gifts. I feel like the Lord has gifted me with teaching, Mm -hmm. but the manifestation of that has now become through writing. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have known that at 20. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't put together that, oh yeah, I write out my prayers every day. Maybe I like writing. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't even, so sometimes I feel like the Lord's uncovering our gifts. Yeah. And, but sometimes it is. What does the common good need? Yeah. And how can I step in? Because I think one danger of spiritual gifts can be like, well, 
Yeah, you'll hear people say, it's not my spiritual gift to work in the nursery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, it's nobody's spiritual gift right. to work in that's, the nursery. Sometimes that. we just serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and now some people are more gifted, I think, at serving in lots of different areas, and there's a gift of service. Um, but I, I do think it's good to say, hey, this is how God's gifted me, so I can say no to this request mm-hmm. or no to this request. But also at some points in the body, we say yes because it needs to be done. Right. Yeah, because right. I mean, everyone is called to teach. Yes, you know, to, that's to, right. To Colossians. even fulfill the Great Commission, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. have to teach. Yeah, Everyone, right. uh, even if you don't have administrative gifts, sometimes you might need to get behind the computer and email somebody yep. or be uh, the front desk receptionist during a conference the church is having. Mm-hmm. And so I think not having a particular gift doesn't excuse you from mm-hmm. serving in a variety of ways. For sure. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sometimes in the church it can take on that. Like, yeah. oh, my gift is this, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's really an excuse to not serve rather than a, oh, yeah, I, I may be more gifted in this, but this is the need of the hour. Yeah. So I'm going to come in here and try to use what I'm good at to help. Um, but I do think what I do love when I look at this passage you know, when we're looking at First Corinthians and it talks about all these spiritual gifts and some of them are harder to understand. Right. Like, what does it mean? the gift of healing or mm-hmm. the gift of prophecy. Cause so often to be quite honest, like, especially with gift of healing, we see wrong use of that. Yes. Like it's almost used for a show to get money or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've and all the prosperity seen. prosperity gospel. Yeah. You uh, sow, a, sow a seed and yeah. you're healed. Yeah. We've, we've seen wrong uses of this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important. All of our gifts are always made so that the church goes forward and Christ is glorified, yes. not yep. self is glorified. And then the other thing, what I love this first Corinthians 12 it flows right into First Corinthians 13. 13. About love. Yeah. And so what he says, he has this whole discourse on spiritual gifts. You know, the body doesn't consist of one member, but many. He's talking about it. And then he says, desire the higher gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way. Mm. And it's love. Yeah. And so I feel like love is a spiritual gift that every Christian has. Yeah. Like, it's like our... You know, it's our, it's the way we all look alike. Yeah, it's I don't the spirits working us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I've gone to churches in other countries, and sometimes you look at people's faces, and there's this smile, and you're like, "Oh, you're a Jesus person." Mm-hmm. You know, we we do have um, a common DNA, spiritual DNA, and it's love. Yeah. And so sometimes I think we can maybe think I don't have anything to offer, mm-hmm. or maybe we can think I, I, I've got the special gift yeah. to offer. Cause I think both of those, the arrogant or the insecure, I think both of those can kind of be, you know, done away with if we function in love. Yeah. Cause the insecure is like, no love your neighbor enough to get outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And the arrogant is like, no love God enough and love your neighbor enough to like, you know, lower yourself down mm-hmm. a little bit. Cause you're not that bomb just because you could teach <laughs> exactly. or just because you could do, do this. Um, I've, uh, one question I've gotten, uh, some questions I've gotten before, but the preeminent one I think is how do you know, mm-hmm. or how do you find out what gifts you have? Cause you have the tests that Jasmine is going to take uh, <laughs> when, this, we is, will announce when later. this is over. Wow. Uh, but from my experience, the way that I was able to discern my gifts was through the body, mm. like you said, mm-hmm. um, particularly with like being disciple. And so like I remember asking the woman who was mentoring me, I was like, what do you what do you think my gifts are? 
And she said, uh, well, I think it's evident that you're probably, I don't, I don't know what passage that is, but exhortation is Mm. one, um, Mm -hmm. and teaching. And I think that's a big deal to find out gifts within the church because it's people that know you, Mm -hmm. uh, it's people that are able to, I guess, observe you. It's people usually, hopefully that are wiser than you. Um, and so they're able to, I think, help identify the best ways that God has equipped you to function within the body mm-hmm. in a way that you may not be able to see yourself in a way that a test just doesn't have access to, yes. you know, That's we can right. answer all kinds of questions on tests according to what we want to be. That's what I always think is this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like being in front of people. So I must be a really good teacher. And everybody's like, she's terrible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you, I think when you ask or, or just, just pay attention to what you tend to just do well. And I don't mean excellent, but yeah. just with some ease. I would also yeah. say what bothers you when it's not done well Ooh. is kind of a good sign of maybe how the Lord's gifted you. Mm. And, and that doesn't give us an excuse to grumble and be critical or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, I would find myself so frustrated when someone didn't teach well. Mm. I would be like, don't they know we are 60 minutes in and people checked out 40 minutes ago? Yeah. Like, you got to give people some help here. You, you, you know, people need to learn this way. I yeah. mean, and I realize, oh, that's because God made me to understand those yeah. things. And so sometimes I would say the place you find yourself frustrated mm. might be the very place God has equipped you that's to serve it. the body. Yeah, I think for me, I, I remember when I just, when I became a new Christian, I immediately started teaching people and things would open up to me in the scripture. Mm. And there was a desire to learn it, to understand it and to communicate it and to communicate it in a way that was received. And I'm talking, when I say new Christian, I mean like three weeks in, Mm. I was like, we doing a Bible study. I I ain't read nothing. I don't, (laughs) I ain't read Hebrews, Revelation or nothing. So what I did is I was like, we're going to watch the passion of the Christ and we're going to watch it alongside the gospels. And so like I would press pause and then we would find where these particular scenes were in the gospel. And to me, that was like me being able to teach the scriptures in a way that made sense. And this is me as a baby Christian. And so I think even just paying attention to like, man, when you are a new believer, where did you lean Mm -hmm. you know that's good because somebody else may have become a believer and immediately said i've got to go serve in this area i gotta go help you know i've got to open up my home Mm -hmm. and have people in Mm -hmm. and let this happen you know have a bible study at my house or Mm -hmm. something like that it's interesting what did and mine was teaching too i think back to the bible study i loved when i was like 16 and i'm like (laughs) oh how many wrong things did i say i bet it was fire though you had all the zeal (laughs) but you know it's this it's this moment of that's what you have to do maybe mm-hmm. that's a good way to mm-hmm. even say a spiritual gift it's like you're compelled it does feel like a, a urgency yeah a com- compulsion like I, I i just don't think i cannot do this and it's not even for any other reason but to make jesus known you mentioned this earlier melissa but do you think that spiritual gifts are tied to natural giftedness or 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 do they just you know, show up when you become a Christian. What do you, what do you think, Jasmine? <laughs> um, it makes sense to me that they would be things that 
you were already gifted in before becoming a Christian because mm-hmm. the way that God works, just thinking about all of the ingredients that he puts into us when he makes us mm-hmm. come to bear fruit at some point in our lives. And so it makes sense to me that if you have a proclivity towards um, exhortation, becoming a Christian is the way to see that in all of its fullness. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if you're not a Christian, glimpses of that are not going to be seen in the choices that you make in your life. Mm. So Jackie, did you like to teach at all before you became a Christian? Was that in you? Yeah. Did you, I don't know if there was any, I wasn't a teacher, but I was a learner and I was, a. I wasn't a communicator because I was, you know, introverted, but I was able to communicate clearly if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it really odd, even for people in my life that are, are non-Christians, just kind of this intrigue of, huh, I wonder how that will manifest mm-hmm. when the spirit fills mm-hmm. you. Because even my husband, when I think about him, he has his, his, one of his gifts uh, is teaching, but also like, well, some people argue that evangelism isn't a gift, but just mm. this, this desire and this compulsion and mm-hmm. this empowerment to go out and reach people and to mm. explain the gospel. He has that in ways I don't have, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but even before Christ, he was bold. He had no problem doing the hard thing mm-hmm. when it came to like strangers. And so when the spirit of God filled mm. him that then like switched his, like, I guess right. direction to say, Ooh, look at that stranger over there on the bus. I'm going to tell him about Jesus. I don't have no inkling of that yeah. <laughs> in my body. That's and so, good. so it is very interesting to me that, that the way God originally makes people and kind of fuses with then how he uses mm-hmm. yeah. people. Cause mm-hmm. he uses all of Paul background yeah yeah so here he was the hebrew of hebrews the jew of jews Mm -hmm. had studied he used all that study Mm -hmm. so now this man when he's writing a lot of the new testament Mm -hmm. it's all in him yeah you know like all those years i'm sure of being a little hebrew kid and studying the torah it's all there and even his boldness you know he was he was not just a not liker of christians he was like the nazi of of the i mean you know i'm saying like he was going around rounding up christians and on the way to damascus he was going there to find christians and hunt them out and put them in jail and that zeal is then evident in his christian Mm -hmm. walk even even moses before moses goes to midian you see him kill uh the egyptian Mm -hmm. but it's out of a sense of justice you know, it's out of a like, this isn't right. Before he became the Moses that we all mm-hmm. know, you see glimpses of him like acting out those same behaviors, maybe just not in a pruned way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. had a sense of justice. He had a desire uh, to champion a cause to make sure that people were not being oppressed. And then he just so happened to be this kind of pre Messiah figure mm-hmm. for Israel. It's just, I don't know, it's interesting. I don't know what to do with it because I can see how that can make it harder to discern what's a spiritual Mm -hmm. gift and what's just a personality Mm -hmm. trait. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, Let's Talk listeners. My name is Melissa Kruger, and I'm so excited to share with you about our sponsor for this season, um, Reformed Theological Seminary. I have loved being a part of the community there for the past 20 years with my husband, Mike Kruger. He's the president at RTS Charlotte, and we love getting to be part of all that's going on there. Um, they have a lot of different degree programs. Jackie, you're going to be a student sure in am. the spring. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us anything about the degree programs? Well, you know, RTS offers uh, three Master's of Arts degree programs, and they are available 100% online. These degrees are perfect, I think, for anyone uh, who wants to just pursue full-time vocational ministry, interested in PhD work, the real smart people, or enhancing any of their gifts through theological education. Jasmine, your husband's also at RTS. He is. He's the vice president of communications at RTS. And a cool fact about us is that we met at an RTS-sponsored booth at the Gospel Coalition Conference. So you can find love at RTS. You can find love at RTS and TGC. (laughs) If you would like to join the online degree program, which granted is probably less of a chance to find love there, you can study at your own pace, attend virtual classes, and you have regular interactions with your professors and teachers' assistants. Overall, you can just study in a way that suits you best. And if you want to find out more about the RTS uh, Global Degree Program, you can go to rts.edu forward slash online. What are you doing that's for the common good? Mm. Yeah, I do like how that passage says they've been given for the common good. So yeah, while God fashioned you, he knit you together in your mother's womb, there were parts of you that are just you. Mm -hmm. He's going to then give us these compulsions of ways we feel like we have to serve the body Mm -hmm. that are going to be used for the common good. Now, and I think about that. How do y'all feel about this? Like whenever I read that next passage in Corinthians, it talks about, you know, the foot looking at the hand and kind of feeling insignificant because I'm not as good that that I'm, I'm not this, you're this. How do we battle against this notion that I look at Jackie and let's say we even have the same gift. Yeah. I might be like, Oh, well she's so much better at it. So I just need to sit down and Mm -hmm. not say anything. Mm -hmm. Or how do we look at someone who maybe has a different gift and say, well, that type of gift is better. How can we fight against comparison when it comes to spiritual gifts? That's a great question. Even the way that Paul addresses it in that passage is by pointing to the fact that all of us are necessary to yeah. make the body function. Yep. So it's not like Jackie may be really good at teaching and discerning, but that doesn't mean that Melissa's gifts for teaching are then all of a sudden not needed. Mm-hmm. Because Jackie can't teach everybody. Yes. Melissa can't teach everybody. The things that Melissa is passionate about teaching everybody Mm. might not be the things that Mm. Jackie's passionate about teaching everybody. And I think our union with brothers and sisters would be so much richer if we understood that. Mm. Because I think so much disunity comes from wanting everybody to fight the exact same battle the exact same way that we're fighting it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember... uh this isn't about spiritual gifts, but I think it, it can kind of, it can apply. There was like a, a season in my life when I was single, when I would go to Chicago a lot. And Chicago is a super artsy city. And so I would just hang out with a lot of like Christian poets or whatever. And we would go over our friend Itohan's house and she had a roommate. 
And the roommate was not a poet. And she would always talk about how she felt so out of place Mm. and insecure because she was not able to have a spoken word gift, quote unquote, Mm. in the same way that we did. But she was a super type A person. So Mm. if you need her, you know, to give you an Excel sheet, that's her thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I think the same thing happens in the church because there are gifts that are given more honor. Typically, the more Mm -hmm. visible gifts, the more, uh, what do you call, impressive gifts. While at the same time, we need administrators. Mm -hmm. We need people who are hospitable. We need people who are merciful. Um, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 22, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Um, And so I think we probably just as a body need to make sure that we're continuing to affirm and acknowledge and be thankful Mm -hmm. for those parts of the body that don't get all of the Instagram followers. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you for serving Mm -hmm. us in the way that you have. Thank you for opening up your home so Mm -hmm. that we can have a Bible study here when church closed during the pandemic, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Well, the way that 10,000 women get to come hear you at TGC 21 mm-hmm. will be because someone set up registration. Yep. Someone set up all the chairs. Someone had the ability to do microphones mm-hmm. and put it all together. Yep. And so in some sense, we're all Lord willing moving forward the gospel together. And yeah. it's actually a beautiful picture yeah. when we can see each part mattering mm-hmm. Um and and then it just becomes, I think of Paul's words when he says, what makes you different from anyone else? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. why do you boast as though you're special mm-hmm. in some ways? It's God's spirit. So it's kind of like all of us have brown eyes. It's like us walking around and being like, we are so much better than you because we've got brown eyes, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever, yeah. than the blue-eyed people out there or whatever. And you're like, that's so silly. Mm-hmm. You just were... Well, whatever your gift is, it's just given to you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it is we indeed own a gift. It. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a gift. And so I had a situation be, where always used for for others. Mm-hmm. And I think it's when we start thinking of it as our own that we get envious of others. Yeah. And we get competitive with others. Mm -hmm. And then that takes on this ugliness that I think we see in the church Mm -hmm. a lot. Like, I don't want to praise you because then people might listen to you more than they listen to me. Or I don't want to tell you about Jasmine's book because then you might read her book and not read my book. Rather Mm -hmm. than be like, no, we can't all write about the same topics. I'm not going to write a book on the holiness of God (laughs) anytime soon. You should. I could have used it as a resource. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to be like, read Jackie's, you know, and and rather seeing that as it, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it, it means actually the work of Christ is going out in all these different ways that it couldn't do. It can do more with us together than it can do Mm -hmm. as one individual. And I find that really hopeful because sometimes I'm overwhelmed by the needs in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't go serve refugees in Greece who are coming over right now. But God's church can. Yeah. And it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I can say, this is the body doing what I can't do on my own. Right? And which, again, is, I think, why Paul had to write chapter 13, you know, by saying, if I speak in tongues of men <laughs> and of angels, but I don't love, I'm a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And so, yes, it, you could have this spectacular, extravagant, miraculous, amazing, awe-inspiring gift, but if you're not loving anybody, mm. it's not helpful. Mm. <laughs> and so we want to be 
helpful. And if that is the case, then we need to be loving in whatever gift that God has empowered us to. I, I think we should step on toes. Just real quick, real quick. Why is prophecy... Uh, <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine's going to answer this. I know. Why, why, is, why is it scary, Jasmine Holmes? Huh? Who, me? You, have, you, have you not had someone come up to you and, you know, see I your have. future mm-hmm. and say, thus saith the Lord? I have. I was, um, it's really creepy, actually. Maybe that's why it's scary. <laughs> Literally, I was walking into the mall and it was the day that my first boyfriend had dumped me and it was really hard because we thought, I thought we were going to get married, like. It was literally like I was going to propose to you and I changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Which, why do you tell somebody that? Men, don't do that. Um, but They're not, they're not listening. But um, <laughs> I had a couple <laughs> pastors tell me that they, that, they're, uh, that they listen to our podcast. Really? Yeah. Look at thank, them. We thank they all the male been. listeners out there. Thank you for hey, listening. Hey, y'all. Look at me being judgmental. I, I need to know, listen to the I other episode. I had a couple <laughs> of them hop into my, my like, hey, I really enjoyed your podcast. Like, my wife was listening to it. So then I started listening to it. That's sweet. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. But they're already married. But just in case any <laughs> single guys are out there, <laughs> just don't propose. But don't say that you were going to and you changed your mind. Mm-hmm. All right. Oof. So I I was like brokenhearted. I'm walking into literally walking to the mall and there's this guy standing outside the mall and I like walked by, I walked past him and he was like, Hey, um, I'm so sorry that he did that to you. And I just want you to know that Oh, he was like, and he was like, God, and he brought, he mentioned God. Like it wasn't like, you know, cause sometimes you, they stop you outside of the mall and mm-hmm. they're trying to get money, mm-hmm. you know? And he was like, I want you to know that God loves you and God has something really good for you. And I can't, wish I could tell you that this is not going to hurt for that long, but it's going to hurt for a really long time. Oh, wow. But it'll, you're going to be okay. Cause you're a daughter of God and you're going to be okay. And you were scared. And I was wow. scared. Cause I was like, who? what's happening and my cousin is kind of hustling me along she's like he wants money he's like i don't want any money you don't need to pay me anything i was just walking out and i saw you and i love that i look because y'all know (laughs) i'm all into gifts and i love it because you were down and discouraged and hurt and god sent you somebody random Mm -hmm. a stranger to just kind of put some pep in your step he did that's true. I don't think about it a lot because it's like one of those things that I don't know what to do with it. I'm yeah. just like, okay, mm-hmm. that happened. And yeah. I think that's part of the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think there should be a little bit of discomfort for us as believers that we don't understand how God works mm-hmm. because we're his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we get to some of these spiritual gifts, we're like tongues. What are those? Mm-hmm. What use do they have now? Y- mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. it, it is uncomfortable because... Sometimes it can be used wrongly mm-hmm. as a, if you haven't done this, you're not saved, yeah. you know, or whatever. And so there are definitely things that I think make us fearful to even explore what are mm-hmm. these and what are they in scripture? Yeah. I mean, cause when I look at scripture in tongues, usually what everything I've read about it, someone could actually speak a foreign language yes. and someone could then hear the gospel mm-hmm. yes. and respond. And so it seemed to have a direct purpose rather than kind of a secret Language, language only for you and God. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems different yeah. than, missionary than sometimes friends. how it's yeah. I, I've, I've had missionary friends who have changed my perspective on spiritual gifts um, just by sheer nature of things that happen in the mission field that do not mm. happen here. Like mm. in the course of being somewhere foreign and bringing the gospel where it's never gone forth before and stories of healing and stories of speaking in tongues, meaning being able to communicate across language barriers mm-hmm. and stories of i mean 
it's um my my I think my dad always called it being a leaky cessationist where you're like yeah the gifts have you know I believe the gifts have ceased and then you hear this <laughs> miraculous story and you're like there's some holes in that theory because <laughs> I mean this you know these stories come from credible sources they're true and God in the pushing forth of his word which really is what we're seeing in the first century church is a miraculous going forth of the word of God into places that it has never been before. And I do see that when that is done in modern day, miraculous things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm completely comfortable saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you, when you have a God who reveals himself uh, as a pillar of a smoke or a cloud by day and a fire by night or a pot passing through a severed animal bodies Mm -hmm. or a bush that is burned and not consumed or uh, an incarnate God. Like, I mean, he kind of himself just does not function in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think with that, there has to be some, I think you said this already, so, like we have to be okay with not being able to just make sense of all that God is and all that God does through his church. You know, like I think that is one of the downsides of Reformed theology, to be honest, is that we want to be so accurate and so uh, clear on how we understand the scriptures, which we should be, mm-hmm. that we sometimes end up boxing God in and therefore quenching the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the like ee things yeah, for me. to take out all the mystery yeah. so that we can explain every little. It's like, no, he's transcendent. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Um, have you had any experiences with the prophetic? I don't know that I have. I mean, I think. Okay, let me cl- prophesy so you will. Okay, okay. I don't have anything. Okay. Jesus rose from the dead. There you go. Maybe I'm not a Christian. <laughs> I would you say. Are. I would say the most. Um, the most. The close to something that happened to me, and this this is different. This isn't someone saying, and I think this is probably a helpful caveat. Yeah. What we're not saying is that scripture is still open like we believe that this is the holy bible Mm -hmm. that what's been recorded and this is the authoritative word of god Mm -hmm. however i do think people have dreams still yeah and they have things you know you hear a lot of muslims who will have dreams about jesus Mm -hmm. before they come to faith Mm -hmm. one thing that happened to me and this was just really comforting i thought it was from the lord a friend of mine lives in prague and i found out No, I didn't even know this. She texted me, and she's a missionary in Prague, and she said, are you pregnant? I had a dream that you're pregnant. Mm. And I was like, no, that's so funny. (laughs) And then I took a test, and I was pregnant. And I actually miscarried that baby. Mm. And I can't tell you how much comfort it brought me to feel like the Lord was like, this child's real. Mm. This isn't just a dream child or whatever, meaning like, your friend even knew about this child yeah. before you did. And it really brought me a lot of comfort. Yeah. Um, and and so sometimes I just think there are these people, people seem to know things. I know you were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, they know things and it was a gift to me that she it knew this. You. Yeah, and I took this test and we shared in that together. She was one of the few people I had even told I was pregnant. And so then she could mourn with me when I lost the baby. Yeah. I don't know. So it's it's a mystery though. It's a mystery. Yeah, those are are great. Um, I think examples of, of 
good times when someone has shared something that they should not have known that has comforted you. Um, but I think on the other end, there are people who share dreams or so-called words from the Lord that are not that. Mm-hmm. And so then you're put mm-hmm. in the position of, okay, what do I do with this? And Jude chapter one was well, only one chapter uh, in verse eight uh, in Jude talking about the uh, false teachers in the church he's communicating to who he wanted them to contend for the faith against. He says how these people in like manner, they rely on their dreams. But then he says that they defile the flesh, reject mm. authority mm. and blaspheme the glorious funds. And, and mm-hmm. contextually what he's saying is that these people use prophetic or utterances Mm -hmm. to speak things that are actually not in the scriptures Mm -hmm. and so jude actually says contend for the faith even against people like that Mm -hmm. and i think the way we do that is we say hey i appreciate well no depends on what what's being said if they saying like jesus ain't god or something like that but don't appreciate (laughs) don't appreciate you sharing that with me um but there's a contention that we should Mm -hmm. have with those who are sharing things that are not from God or God's word. Mm -hmm. And especially if they are coming to us as if God sent them, as if they are Isaiah and Jeremiah Mm -hmm. and Amos and Jesus or an apostle, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Which is awkward, which is hard, which is difficult. But I think that's actually one way that we preserve the body is by making sure that we're willing to call out and address those who are coming in and bringing things that are not true. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good guardrail. If someone is prophesying mm-hmm. in some way that is against scripture, you know, that's out. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so it's if they're if they're saying something like, oh, you should go do this. And clearly scripture says, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we have we have guardrails in God's word that says this is what the Lord thinks about things. Yeah. So everything should always be helping us love God's word, obey God's word more. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the gifts of the spirit are not going to be in opposition to the spirit. Yes. Right? You know, so we can take heart in that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one question. So we've talked around these things. There are different views of the spirit. There's cessationism. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. And that's then there's a wordy word. people who still think the spirit that that certain some of these gifts are active Mm -hmm. is that continuationism Mm -hmm. yeah okay and 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 i think what we can say here is study that you know like these are different views that different theologians have Mm -hmm. and i know i definitely don't have all the answers on these topics but it's really good to take the time to study Mm -hmm. what different theologians have said about it so that we don't find ourselves in places where we're really confused Mm -hmm. and listening to voices that maybe aren't saying the right things Mm -hmm. to us and so it's clear that it's in scripture it's clear we're all given gifts to serve the church Mm -hmm. and then i think it's a good thing to keep studying yes we have to you know, because we want to make Jesus know, you know, but I also wouldn't, I wouldn't stress yourself out about it. Just walk in. Yeah, just love God. Love but, people. But we're making Jasmine take a test. Yeah, she's taking a test. <laughs> oh, literally, I hope it's not prophecy because I've been having recurring dreams that I'm having, that I've had twin girls and it's. Ooh, would that make you happy if you no, had twin girls? Oh, ma'am. So that would be like a doomsday prophecy. Like, a, <laughs> like I literally wake up in a cold sweat like, oh my gosh, no. well we'll see all right uh it's time to share our favorite things uh so what 
is each of you's favorite song right now or or album i actually have a couple i really have been liking city of light i don't know if you've heard them they have Mm -mm. this song yet not i but christ it's good but another one i heard it was actually at our tgc prayer night um antoine bradford i don't know if y'all have heard him he sings this song trust in you i love it i mean i had it on repeat i I just i think it was so good so i'm gonna give a shout out to him because i really i love that song um my favorite right now my kids ask for it all the time christy knuckles has a cd as an album that came out in 2017 called um be be held and it's a an album of lullabies and when comes to me and he's like i want to listen to christy knuckles <laughs> <laughs> and he's very he's like from amazon prime can you tell echo she's not listening to me i'm like because you're not speaking english mm-hmm. but i will do it for you um, but he listens to that. <laughs> Alexa needs a translator. Uh, she does. He listens to that or scripture lullabies every night before he goes to bed. And those two albums. Oh, scripture lullabies. Uh, man. They're so good. When when my children are small, them things minister to me. Mm-hmm. Hello. Be still and know that I'm God. And I'm over here like, I'm tired. I'm like, I need to. I'm so sleepy. But I yes, Father, I do need to be still. I listened to them a lot in my last days of pregnancy with Wynn. Because I was just like, get out. Let that's me hear I, this. That's how I feel. I know. My album of choice uh, lately has been Intercession by Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Um, if you know me, you know that I love gospel music. I love mm. churchiness in mm. all of its all of its forms, and so that's my go-to for now. Uh, but we want to thank you, thank you all for listening to another episode of Let's Talk next week. Uh, if you are gifted prophetically, you should already know uh, what we're going to talk about. But if not, uh, we're going to talk about conflict and how to stay godly uh, whenever we do have it. You can subscribe to Let's Talk through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Check out other shows from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network at tgc.org forward slash podcast. The Gospel Coalition supports the church in making disciples of all nations by providing resources that are trusted and timely, winsome and wise, and centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. (laughs) 